In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Growing up in a Christian tradition that did not have a robust Lenten season, the first time I heard about Lenten disciplines like fasting and almsgiving, I struggled with it. I didn't like the idea of extra work, I undermined their effectiveness, and I worried about failing. So I didn't do them. Unfortunately, I understood the Lenten disciplines through fear, cynicism, and pessimism. And as you can imagine, that is a terrible way to see anything in life. Now, if I understood them through hope, it would have changed everything for me. Jesus, in the Gospel reading today, sees the crowd around him through hope. When Jesus confronts them with repentance, the crowd's worldview that they were less sinful than those who died, he is hoping they will bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And really to show how hopeful he is, he tells the parable of the vine dresser. The vine dresser is hopeful, first of all, because fig trees normally don't bear fruit until the third season. Thus, when he intercedes for the fig tree, he gives it simply more time to be what it's supposed to be. But to ensure the tree will, in fact, bear fruit, not only does he give it the right amount of extra time, but he works at its roots and fertilizes it. Thus, given the situation that this tree really does need more time, and the vine dresser's precise plan of ensuring it, the listener of that parable is led to believe his hope will come to fruition. While the man who planted the tree doesn't believe that the tree will actually ever be what it's supposed to be, the vine dresser hopes and subsequently acts on that hope. Now, when Jesus confronts the crowds, it reminds me of a scene from a, a Western movie titled Unforgiven. It's about an old gunslinger that's retired but is pulled back into his former life. Well, in a very powerful scene, a young gunslinger is distraught and remorseful after the first time shooting a man. And as he's struggling with it, he rationalizes his evil act by saying, well, I, I reckon he had it coming. The old, wise gunslinger turns to the young man and says, We all have it coming, kid. Well, hope sees things differently. Not only does hope acknowledge that we all have it coming, but hope actually believes that there is an opportunity for a new life. Now, this new life of hope does take time. This is why the Lenten Disciplines needs the full, full 40 days to be practiced. We are about to be in the third week of Lent, and it is a tough week because this is the time where we get tired and perhaps we slip up in our Lenten piety. As thoughts of fear and cynicism and pessimism creep in, hope grants us the long view that even though we slip, things can still change. 
In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus takes his time for hope to grow. This is why Luke's symbol is the ox, as the one up here on the lectern. It does take Jesus 14 chapters to plot along from chapter 9, where he decides to go to Jerusalem, to actually getting to the cross. No matter what happens along the way, nothing will stop Jesus. This means as Jesus plods along this Lent with you towards the cross, he challenges our fear, our cynicism, and pessimism by hoping that we will stay with him. Now, according to the Gospel reading, the space where Jesus creates and grows hope is actually in confession and absolution. The right of individual confession and absolution is on page 292 in the hymnal. And on the bottom of the page, once the penitent is finished confessing, the penitent says, I am sorry for all of this, and I ask for grace, and I want to do better. The word want could very well be replaced with the word hope. I hope to do better. When Jesus bids you to repent like the crowds, he's inviting you through the forgiveness of sins into this hopeful space that takes on the life of Christ, characterized by prayer and acts of mercy. Like the vine dresser, Jesus intercedes for us from the cross when he says to the Father, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus gives us the right amount of time for him to do his work. Like the divine dresser, Jesus' hope is sure because he's basing his hope on his merciful work of dying on the cross for us. Just like the vine dresser did whatever it takes for the tree to blossom, Jesus does whatever it takes, even dying, for you to blossom so that you will bear fruit in keeping with repentance. When this hope of Jesus Christ takes hold of you, everything changes. Now the gospel reading does end with a cliffhanger. Will the people repent? Will the tree bear fruit? Jesus stakes his life and his death on saying, yes. And through his resurrection, his hope is sure. It is a sure thing. Jesus' resurrection shows us that fear, cynicism, and pessimism will never be the last word. Rather, there is always hope. And hope changes everything you understand about the universe. So let us not give up on hope this Lent, but rather dig around the roots by repenting, feed our hope through prayer, and bide our time believing that because Jesus died and rose again for us, what is fruitful in us can and will emerge at the right time. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.